Hey everybody, it's Mike Thompson, and I am joined by Grant Harvey, my co-creator, my resident white guy, my resident expert, white guy, expert on white culture, my privileged uh, connoisseur. My okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'll stop that while, while I'm ahead. Privilege all the mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ew, that sounds kind of good. Uh, something like ice cream, but like with like a little piece of like apple pie. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that fits. How has your week been? Have you been doing well? Because I feel like we we have a lot of space in between these episodes. Yes, uh, it's it's been going good. I'm I'm getting ready for a big job transition. So yeah, I'm just excited for that to be over. I'll have more more to share after that. I think. Yes, he's leaving the CIA to join. The FBI. The FBI. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like does that kind of stuff get flagged? But anyway, uh, as yeah. long as you don't mention, you know, COVID nineteen misinformation, you're good. You just said it. Now we it's gonna get flagged. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, oh no! What did I do? Say the words, and that's that's all it takes. But yeah, uh, job transition is a big thing. I, for me, I've been doing good. I work was crazy, but it was crazy because it's been a award season, and yeah, that's right. Thing, yeah, the good thing is that award season is like end. It kind of like ends because Oscars is like the cap of that. Like it's like that's the the penultimate. The, you know, not penultimate. That's the ultimate. Like one, there it's like it's, mm-hmm. it's the finale. So once that occurred, I had I finished work at like midnight, and now I'm good to go. And that's what we're going to talk about is the Oscars because we're always a day late and a dollar short on this podcast. <laughs> we but, like to take in all the narratives before we do ours, which is the final say on whatever it is. Yeah, we want the last word on this shit. But yeah, yeah we kind of touch and get into all of the different categories and what we felt about each one, whether we saw the movies or not, if we liked the people or not, gave a fuck about them or not. But before we jump into that, there was two issues that like I wanted to bring up that were so interesting. It was the red carpet because we cover the red carpet for work and cover like stories on, and we even have someone down there, uh, on the ground floor, uh, at the red carpet. Mm. But there was two situations. One first with Hugh Grant. He did an interview with Ashley Graham, and it was hilarious because for some reason it like became this huge story that he was so rude to her. And all he did was just like she, the way she asked questions, yeah, like listen to it, and it's like the questions are kind of silly. And I know she didn't write the questions. I know they probably came from a, a, you know, the the cloud in the sky, you know, from the another a whole team of producers, someone else told her to say these things. But still, the right. questions were kind of weak. So like, I would expect Hugh Grant to say some silly ass shit. Yeah, I I watched the clip. He sent it to me and. It's just a problem with the framing of it. Like, it's like, what did, it wasn't a lot lot to work with. And now that I think about it, the movie that he was in, Glass Onion, he did, he he, he wasn't in it for very long. So like, why is he even invited, honestly? Okay, no, but this is, this is where the issue comes up, is that I believe he was in, so he was, he was in two movies. They're not. They're just. Uh, they just. Oh, came. I see. 
They're in theaters right now. I see, I see. Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, he's in right now. It's out right now. And Operation Fortune is out right now. So, like, he's relevant. It's just funny that she, that she picked that movie. Because, like, this is a this is an Oscars. 2023 Oscars is about movies from 2022. And so, mm. he didn't. that was the only movie he was in last year. She should have asked a question, like, so, you're you're in some pretty big blockbuster movies right now. Like, how, how fun is it to, mm. like... To, to be like in action movies because I think Dungeons and Dragons, Operation Fortune, they're kind of like action, and he normally plays a lot of non-action. So there was another yeah, yeah. Asked. but people it were just like, was a lot to work with. Yeah, and people were saying he's rude, and I was like, I don't think so. I like I'm not even gonna use the argument he's just British because like yeah, they might have a different way of like their cadence or something or how they deliver things but it's like we've known this about Hugh Grant for years so if people don't know that oh he's talks because he's British he's been in the game for decades so I his think whole he, acting style was being awkward yeah he was always awkward so I think she just missed it um, it was over her head well I don't even think she took it that bad I think it's the internet blowing it up right yeah yeah I will say that which actually she, brings- she took it like a champ she's just doing her job it brings up a great point is like it's so important to notice how like headlines can change the narrative of everything because i think framing yeah the framing because when people when the headline is saying uh that hugh grant was rude everybody's like lenses listens to it with that lens and then they're like yeah he was even if it wasn't so it's it's very silly and that's really important because ai is going to make this really out of control like if you read a headline that says I can't believe Hugh Grant said the N word or whatever. And then you will listen to the clip and it's a clip that someone made with an audio AI generator. And it's like him saying it like you're going to believe it because you've read the headline first. Yeah. That's whatever you, you'll have, uh, you'll have bias for whatever your first impression was. That's, you know? that's wild. I've seen those videos with like Joe Biden's like rapping and stuff. I'm like, Oh, this is crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> they'd like, is it good enough to like hack into like voice activated things? Like they need to get rid of voice activation. I think they will because <laughs> it is um, actually two cases have been done. I know this is off topic, but two cases now have happened where someone has uh, used a voice impersonator to call a bank to authorize transactions. And in one case, it did not go through. They failed. And in the second case actually it did go through and something like $40 million was stolen. Because it was like wired to a different account. What voice? Who is? How are? Mo- how's money being transferred off a voice? It, yeah, it was like a bank manager. He called, um, and they used this guy's voice, and they used it to authorize a transaction, like a wire oh, transfer. They thought it was the bank manager himself. Yeah, they thought it was the guy. It wasn't like an automated system. It was like someone got a call from their boss, basically, and said, when, "Hey, can you wire forty million dollars?" They should be fired because there should be more protocol than that. Like I. I need more than just my boss telling me to do something. I need you to send me like a passcode. I need you to like give me information. Like it needs to. Be, I need to see you. Forty million. It's like those Reddit AMAs. I need a picture of him saying like, "This is me asking on this date." Yes. Like, hold up the like picture. Yeah. The... But on off of that, also Cara Delevingne, act the actress. Uh, she at the Oscars red carpet. Like she did one of those glam bot cams we know where it spins around whatever and shows like the slow-mo 
and people were eat like mm-hmm. it was a headline that said like that she was rude and short with the guy because like she just was like she asked him like oh what do I do one two three and like pose and he's like yeah she's like cool she does it and she like smiles and then walks away and everyone's like she was so rude and all this um in the comments you know on Twitter and all this stuff like that and I was just like what is mm-hmm. when did everyone become this sensitive well remember we were looking it up before and you saw some headlines that was that were different right. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw one headline that just said, like, she, you know, like, was a moment or whatever, like a fashion icon or something. And then everyone's comments immediately after that were all like, she killed that. She did that. She's like, she knows what she's doing. And I was like, she showed what, how she's a model or why she's yeah. a and model. I was like, yeah. It's so wild how just a little headline can, like, change the entire narrative of someone's opinion of the general public. I didn't realize we had that much power because like, I mean, I, in my line of work, I do like, that's all we do. And I was like, damn, you mean, but like some of the comments that I get on some of my articles, like it doesn't matter what the fucking headline says. Them bitches be like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they be cussing my ass out. <laughs> so. They're still, they're just mad at you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I haven't hit that level of, of power yet. Maybe BuzzFeed's not there I yet. I think there's some people, there's some people too, who they just read something and they, they, comment just to be mad yeah people or, do or just to say something nasty they just read the headlines and comment off of that and then there will be like one or yeah. two that will comment off of like a one typo i'm like did you really go through this whole thing looking for a typo like that was like i ugh, that bothered the fuck out of me they'll be like mm, that's the wrong word i'm like how did you find that it was like in the middle of the fucking article like you literally just like you spent your day unpaid to come there and just look and find them, like, oh, whatever. <laughs> That's here and there. But yeah, I just think it's very interesting how people are policing celebrities or people's anger or perceived anger or perceived rudeness. And I'm like, how is this a conversation topic? Like, why do we care if Hugh Grant was short with someone? Why do we care if Cara Delevingne didn't smile, didn't smile enough or, um, we'll get into it about the awards where like Angela Bassett, like why mm. so weird that we're more upset about that. People on the internet be more upset about that when like literal politicians and stuff are taking people's rights away and we got wars and, and all kinds of crazy shit. But like, yeah. we get up in arms over the stupid stuff. Do you think this is like mob mentality at work or do you think it's like bots? Like distracted distraction bots. I don't know. I don't. I don't want. I don't think bots are that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I like that. Like I. I part of me wants to think that bots are like the ones that are going behind all the trolling. But like, there's no way a bot is that dumb. <laughs> so it's like it's people. It's human people that I think yeah. that are writing this shit. Because there's so many people in the world. It's probably like there's there's a lot of people that just sit there all day, have nothing to do. They probably work, you know, at a bank or. Not a, I don't know, no disrespect to bank workers, but, you know, they work somewhere like a nine to five and then they get off work, yeah. and get on the internet and they're like, I'm just going to fucking be angry. My wife left, my third wife left me. I live in my mom's basement. I'm just going to, who's this guy, Mike Thompson? Fuck him. I don't want to talk about Disney Channel stars. I'm going to go in here and argue. And I'm like, why is your 52 year old ass arguing about Disney Channel stars? Get out of here, weirdo. Not, not to, uh, be be mr depressing but that problem's only going to get worse i fear with ai taking over more and more jobs yeah well people are gonna have to work on themselves 
and then we just, find a way to be happy other than destroying other people's articles people calling are, out other people's typos we're definitely not going to be happy They're, now we just added a new group to fucking oppress <laughs> like it's gonna be robot robot oppression and I feel like AI, yeah. like they're like AI will probably get a little more respect than like service robots, like the Roombas and shit. <laughs> the Roombas, yeah, are gonna be I like think so. Vaulting. <laughs> AIs have uh, what intelligence privilege? <laughs> yeah, there's like the ones like Chatbot yeah. is like up there, and then you got like Alexa and Siri and all them. Like, yeah, we're fucking mad. <sighs> yeah. But that's another conversation for another day. It is. You ready? Yes. Let's talk about the Oscars. Um, so, did you watch the Oscars at all? I saw the first hour of it, and then I watched all of the speeches on YouTube. Oh. Okay, well, you've seen enough then. Because like, I feel like other than that, it was like yeah. the red carpet, and then maybe like jimmy kimmel saying some tasteless jokes or whatever some were funny there's some bits some bits and bobs here and there yeah, yeah. he was funny some parts i don't want i don't want to disrespect him like that shout out to jimmy kimmel <laughs> did you like the opening monologue? i uh i did i think i used to like when um what's the guy's name the british guy why am i drawing a blank Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. I used to like when he used to do it, but then after we saw that clip of him saying nigga, 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 I'm not into him anymore. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was giving Joe Rogan vibes. <laughs> but I think I really yeah. like the monologues because they do, they always take it there. And I think these, like the actors and the filmmakers and stuff should be able to take a joke. So yeah, they do it, they do it at like the, whatever, the press correspondence dinner, like, Mm -hmm. politicians in the press there so it's like just take a joke but yeah so I, I i thought it was great um but overall for the oscars this year what was intense for me was that there was so many movies that i liked a lot and then so many actors that i wanted to win like i wanted everybody to win mm. it's very difficult to like yeah i mean it is there was a lot of really talented people who are up and dare I say wholesome people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's the right framing. But... Like non-problematic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like so... I didn't even realize this, but Bill Nye. Bill Nye, what a lovely guy. He was also nominated for actor. What like... no he wasn't oh was he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is it Bill Nighy? No, you said it right. But I, I, I was thinking okay. Bill Nye, the science guy, and I was like, "What? How did he know?" No, me? no, no. Okay, but no, yes, Bill Nye, Bill... the British, the British guy from uh, what's the Christmas movie? The British Christmas movie. Oh my God! Love I wanted Christmas. to call it. Don't disrespect Love Actually like that. <laughs> I was gonna call it Always Christmas all the time. Nope. Uh, uh dude, that's one of my. That's in my top five. So you just, you just disrespected my entire existence. But okay, well, the song he sings is Christmas. <laughs> the song he sings is Christmas all around. Is whatever. That's why. That's why it's throwing me off. Yeah, from love actually. Yeah, yeah. that's an underworld. Remember, he's like the vampire dude. 
Yeah, that guy's underrated. He's also in Shaun of the Dead. He was also Davy Jones, Squid yep. Face. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Killing it. But like, that's what I'm saying. It's like he's just like casually up for an award. I didn't even realize until I read the the nominations right now. Uh, we'll get into that to him later. But I think I'm not sure if he even has won before. Because you know what? I don't had, think so. The conversation about people who kind of like deserve an Oscar because they're so old and all that stuff like that. And uh, I'm yeah. like, well, I don't know. Maybe he didn't even win. So not everybody that was old, <laughs> I think he might be one of the oldest people up there. Yeah. Look, it looks like he got a Golden Globe for Gideon's Daughter in 2007, whatever the fuck that is. I have never heard of that movie. <laughs> I don't I don't know Gideon, nor do I know his he daughter. He won a lot of awards in the 2000s. I ain't never heard of none of this shit. I'd be damn. But anyway, the what we're going to talk about is the Oscars, who won, and just kind of go down the list of how we felt about it. Whether we were so by, like a debrief two weeks later. Two weeks later. We needed enough time to watch the movies and, and get a full grasp <laughs> of, of what was going on, aka we're just procrastinators. Uh so <laughs> let's talk about it. So the like the first category, like the the way they have this organized on the website is they have writing at the bottom. Which I'm dis- this is disrespectful. Oh wait, I think it's in alphabetical order. Oh, is it? No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't do that. Oh, wait, it is minus best picture, which is organized by picture as opposed to B. Oh. For best. So it is in fact alphabetical. But for a minute, it was offensive. Well, how convenient that alphabetical order puts, the, you know, right at the bottom. Okay, so let's, they're going to read it in alphabetical order, starting from the bottom then. But best original screenplay was everything, everywhere, all at once. I wanted, I wanted this movie to win all the awards because I thought it was really good. Have you seen it? No, <laughs> I have not. I see. I haven't seen ninety percent of this list. If I'm gonna keep it real that's fine i don't care about the other fucking movies but i don't understand why you would disrespect michelle yo like that so here's the thing i've known about this movie since last year and that it was was really good yeah it came out in like it came out a year ago right yeah and they made it in 2020 so it's like it's been out there but i still haven't seen it and I think the reason was because I tried to see it on streaming services, and every time I checked, it was always to buy on Amazon. So yeah. I was like, "Bye bye, see you later." <laughs> Is it on Hulu now? No. I think it's it was on? streamable on something free for a minute. It's on Showtime. I don't know where it is now. Showtime. So you got to pay extra or something like that. Don't. But anyway, you can go to Redbox and get it for a dollar. You tripping? But I wanted this movie to. The win. friction was enough to keep me away. Sorry. Friction? Yeah, like friction in business, you know? Like, oh, it's it's not a frictionless experience. I can't just hit a button and watch it, so. Oh, okay. The, yeah. I wanted this Sorry. movie to win all the awards because I've liked Michelle Yeoh. Like, I've been, I've been a, a super fan since my dad was, like, really into martial arts movies. So, like, 
when it comes to people saying, oh, they're really big in Hong Kong. And, you know, they talk about Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Michelle Yeoh, Donnie Yen, all these different guys and stuff like that. And they're like, they were big in, in China. So I'm like, oh, no, they were big in my house. And we are not in China. Uh, because it was, it it became normal to me to, like, know about Super Cop and, um, what was she also in? Police Story, Super Cop, and then uh, Super Cop 2. She was in, you know, Crashing Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which everybody knows about, because that one was kind Yeah, of, that's the one I, I know. They like ported it to American, uh, but it. Mm-hmm. She's she's just been a bomb ass actress there for forever. But it was interesting because she's never played and she's never had a, mo- a role in Hollywood like a Hollywood American movie as a top billed actor. She's always kind of been the supporting actress, and she's always been mm-hmm. like you know there'd be one other person and then her she'd pop up like in the Mummy movie or she'd pop up and. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, she'd pop up in some movie with Vin Diesel or something. Like, she's always, like, some mystic, you know, woman. But now, you have this movie, she's the main, it's surrounded, it's focused around her. So, the screenplay, I can't get too deep into it because you haven't seen it, and normally I don't care Sorry. about feeling, but I don't want to spoil for you. But, these guys, the Daniels, they call them, Daniel Kwan and Daniel, I can't say that last name, Shiner, Shannon, Shannard? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> it's not offensive. It's not very European. But, uh, <laughs> but they are like, I've known them for like directing music videos. So when I was like, damn, they got this bomb ass movie coming out, I was surprised because they like, like a lot of EDM type music videos, stuff like that. Like, you remember Turn Down for What? Mm, they did that? They did that. He's in it. Wow. Quan is like the in, oh, yeah. main character in it. Uh, so it's it was interesting. I was like, oh, they made a long-ass music video. So if you watch Everything All at Once with that in mind, you're like, this is like a fucking dramatic-ass music video. Mm. But, and they, they said that they'd been, or somebody said that at the Oscars, they'd been working on it for 10 years or something. Oh, my God. They've had ideas that for long. it. That's too long. That sounds like us with our scripts. Maybe they, maybe they were working on it since, like, that music video and they've had that idea where they wanted to like do a movie with him in it and then it felt very multiversal yeah but i've heard that which is this is this is interesting because it's the best original screenplay which you know you and i are obviously in support of that because like we like original stories that's our Mm -hmm. mo but i was shocked that it was an original story that came out around this time that it wasn't the only multiverse content because you know like uh marvel cinematic universe is like they're in their multiverse era like they literally had loki that was about the multiverse they had dr strange was about the multiverse they had spider-man into the mm-hmm. spider-verse they had the other spider-man mm-hmm. where it was the multiverse with dr strange again and then mm-hmm. they had ant-man Quantumania. and so like i was like that's interesting that another multiverse movie came up, but it has nothing to do with Marvel Cinematic Universe. So. Yeah, it was just it was just mind meld at that time. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, like being John Malkovich type movie, mm. where it's like these are some weird things that like are slightly technological, but like not, and we're not gonna explain it that much. Just fucking get into it. Uh, I like that. Yeah, it was good. So the next person next is writing adapted screenplay, which 
I still appreciate because like I I like to fancy myself as like someone that write can write fiction and also screenplay. So like if someone came to me like I want to adapt your your book into a screenplay, I'd be like sick. Um, I do like when it's newer stories that haven't been told before. If someone's adapting a screenplay, mm. like one of the things that's up here is All Quiet on the Western Front. Like what did they what did they adapt? The old screenplay that was adapted? <laughs> what? Well, yeah, I guess you could argue they're adapting the book just differently. I guess. But... I don't know. I hate that. Top Gun Maverick is adapted screenplay, which is interesting to me. Yeah, it, it, does it have to be adapted if it's just based on a, if it's a sequel? Yeah. What? Uh, maybe. Interesting. Maybe it was a book. Maybe someone wrote it like a fan book or something. I don't know. Well, the, oh, uh, that's interesting. I don't know. Living is up here. That's the movie that was Bill. Bill Bill Nye. Yeah, he was in. Don't know about that. You know what's interesting? Kazuyo Ishiguro. I believe that's the same person who wrote. I don't know if it's based. Yeah, it must be based on his uh, his book. Let me look it up. Japanese British novelist. That's he sounds sick. Uh, yeah, okay. he is sick. If you've ever read any of his books, obviously not. I don't see it, but he has a bunch of books up here. Mm. So him adapting the screenplay. That's sick. He's living the life I want to live. Because he's a, he's a screenwriter who's also a full-ass just author. Oh, yeah. and he's a musician. And he's a short story writer. And a, okay, he's he's kicking ass. Multi-hyphenate. But he didn't win. <laughs> hey, he's Pauly. nominated. That means he yeah, can he, come back. He's nominated. He did enough. Sarah Pauly won, who did Women Talking, which... Women Talking should have been up for more awards than what it was. But... I, so I haven't seen that movie, but I heard about the synopsis, and it sounds awesome. I cannot wait to watch that. It's intense, like... but it's great. Other things she's done? Splice? That's random. Dawn of the Dead? Okay. Stories we People tell. People have such a range. Yeah. Dude, Dawn of the Dead, that's a good one. That's like the good one of those remakes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely watching this movie. It's so interesting because like I'm looking at this article right here about how like it kind of her winning that kind of sets up a, a, a trend that always happens, which is, does seem to occur where movies like that will be nominated for like best adapted screenplay or best screenplay or best editing. And it's like, if it's a female director, female writers and stuff like that, somehow it doesn't make best picture, but it, it will, it'll, or it'll, it won't make the top five awards. It'll make, it'll make some of the other ones. And it's like, shouldn't those qualify? I think once your, once your movie is up for best screenplay, most likely it should be probably in the best uh, movie category. Yeah, I agree. Because those two things are direct. That's so interesting. Especially editing. If editing and screenplay, editing and screenplay. I wonder if that's because the studios, or you know, because you know how these Oscar movie campaigns are like the studios decide they're gonna spend fifty million dollars or whatever to like market it to the voters, right? 
Yeah. It's kind of like a political campaign in a way. I wonder if they just don't put the money behind it in the same way, or if the voters are just like, no, we have to give it to, you know, this person, like, or that person, because they deserve it. And those guys just so happen to be, you know, the old white dudes that are always nominated. I think there's a piece to that, because there, there are a lot of movies that are very, like, unknown to people or just random off the cuff. But Top Gun Maverick won one of award of, like, all the nominations, and everyone knew what that movie was. They didn't even need to campaign, because it was a popular movie. So, like, That's true. somehow it still managed to get nominated for everything. Um, and, yeah. Mm. So, Interesting. Congratulations to Women Talking. Then for visual effects, uh, Avatar, The Way of Water. Which, which you saw. I did see. You haven't seen it either? Goodness. No. You, you, I told you, you I just haven't seen 90% of these. Why'd you go to film school? That's crazy. You should have went to like, I don't know, business school or something. <laughs> you know what I saw actually? So of visual effects, I saw The Batman. I saw Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and I saw Top Gun Maverick. So okay. I haven't seen Top Gun. Basically, I'm just like, I just have a type and it's <laughs> big budget action movies. Yeah. Well, Avatar is a big budget action movie. So it was all, they're all big budget action That's movies. That's true. But yeah, you, you went for the superheroes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think Avatar, like, when you're up against a movie that's all, like, CGI and mocap fucking aliens, like, you can't win against it. That they took 10 years to make. Everyone 12 years, that. however long. They keep lying. I don't know. They be This is taking too long to be making these movies. Like, or the quality of Marvel He's going to die before. It's like George... It's like George R. R. Martin in Game of Thrones. Like, James Cameron is going to die before all the movies come out. Like, yeah, is George R. R. Martin gonna die? Yeah, he's gonna die before he finishes those books because it's taking so long. I just don't understand. Like, I get, like, I get why I take so long, but like, not them. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, billions of dollars and you know, reinventing visual effects, like, again and again, like trying to make a movie for so long that the technology keeps outpacing you. It just seems interesting to me because I'm like, Marvel movies aren't that low in quality, but they somehow have made 15 movies in the time that they made, you know, one. So something yeah. sums off. Then for sound, see, like, it's interesting. Top Gun Maverick won for that, which I would have expected All Quiet on the Western Front. I would expect a war movie to win for sound. But it was all quiet, Mike. Oh yeah, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah. Also, Elvis. I guess not. Like Austin Butler. Did you Austin... see Elvis? No, I haven't. I refuse to watch it. It just looks weird. His face uh, is weird. I saw it. <laughs> see, uh, I saw it because it was free on HBO. Frictionless. Oh yeah, I should have watched it because on your HBO, missed my op. Oh, by the way, I didn't cancel my HBO, so that's all I'm going to say. Didn't cancel it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, in case Warner Bros. is listening. No, <laughs> it doesn't <Yeah>. matter to me. 
but that's awesome. But no, I didn't watch Elvis. Oh. I just I couldn't do his face. It reminded me too much of my face, where it's like cheek heavy. Um, but oh, interesting. He his voice alone, Austin Butler spent like his entire life on that voice, so he should have won for sound. <laughs> they should have given him an honorary award. Uh, best voice. That's true. I thought he was gonna win for acting. I truly did. Really? But we we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he I thought he would. I don't know. How did I did his not. voice literally changed like to be Elvis, so I don't think it's that hard for a white person to make their voice like Southern. No. Oh, is that? I thought his voice is like deeper and messed up now or something. Well, like did you? In, I don't actually know the whole story. This In the movie, the like, Quentin Tarantino movie. What's the one in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Who does he play in that? He plays Tex, right? Who does he play? Tex. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he has, yeah. a, he has, his, he has a cunt deep like Elvis voice. I feel like he was getting ready for Elvis right then. Mm. But yeah, congratulations. Natural transition. To, to Top Gun, because like, honestly, I it's crazy that Tom Cruise hasn't won an Oscar yet. Mm. That man is like breaking his legs and like snapping his body in half when he's like 60 years old. Like we need to put some respect on Tom Cruise at some point. I get he's a little. I think like, he didn't even he didn't even go to the Oscars, didn't he? Like, de- like decide not to go or something. Yeah, someone said he decided not to go because he didn't want to run into Nicole Kidman, and I was like, are they not over that? He's like he didn't want to see her. I was like, I guess you don't go to AMC because she's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> heartbreak Ooh. feels like doesn't heartbreak feel good in a place like this? Whatever she says. <laughs> he was not ready. Tom Cruise is still fucking <laughs> recovering. Uh, best short action or short film live action was an Irish goodbye. Honestly, I didn't watch any of those, so I don't know anything about them. No disrespect to them. I just, it's like they're not easily accessible, like you said. Friction got in the way. Of that. All right, all right, all right. But short film, animated for films, I did get to see all those, and they were good. Each one was good. My Year of Dicks was hilarious. It's like, that one's on Hulu if you want to see it. I do want to see that. It's pretty funny. It's like, it's like 90s. So like, it's like a 90s like video journal. And the way the act, the, mm. it's her like telling her story of like her trying to get laid. But like throughout her life, I mean, she keeps having these failures. But it's like animated and drawn. So it kind of reminds me of like Lizzie McGuire. Or like, <laughs> explains it all. Uh, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So what about me- an ostrich told me the world is fake and I believe them? Was that good? Which one? That's a great title. An oh. ostrich told me the world is fake and I think I believe it. Yes, it's that one's stop motion, but it's like it breaks the fourth wall like three times. Like it breaks the fourth wall in the fourth wall, and it, it's weird. Um, so that's wow. pretty cool. Ice Merchants is really nice. That one you can watch on the New Yorker, I think, dot com. Mm. Oh. Uh it's very art artsy and artistic. It looks like like oil paintings or something. I don't know. It looks like it's Ooh, I like that style. But it doesn't no no talking, so it's like visual storytelling. Flying Sailor was my least favorite, 
but that one was also a visual storytelling where it's just like no real voice just really great sound and music but then the boy mm. the mole the fox and the horse that one i knew it was gonna win because uh, it it was very much like uh, it reminded me of fortune cookie it seemed like to write the script they just popped out a bunch of fortune cookies and just kept like writing those dialogue so it was like really well you cool. know that's based on a book right oh okay yeah so so when i was at an airbnb last year or no two years ago now um up in washington they had that as a little picture book and it was the most adorable picture book i think i've ever seen um highly recommend it okay see, also highly right. recommend the airbnb <laughs> yeah imagine that being animated then so yeah it was a, it was a really cute movie yeah Production design winner was All Quiet on the Western Front. I feel like All Quiet on the Western Front took a lot of awards. Mm. Which is interesting. Because I would have given it to The Fablemans or Babylon, actually. Mm. Both of those movies took... They they both like jumped through different time periods while the other ones were stuck in one. Like Avatar has mm. made up. Um, Elvis was like Elvis kind of jumped through time periods of Elvis's life but kind of focused mainly primarily on one but Babylon right. like hopped through different eras of Hollywood and then Fablemans hopped, hopped through different areas of like Hollywood kind of um, and it was Steven mm. Spielberg's like loosely biopic so like I just thought those were stronger but you can't go wrong when you're going against a war movie a lot goes into fucking design right. production for that so like it's you know you're about to lose. Yeah. What's next? Oh, the big one. This next one's best picture. Do we want to come back to that or do we want to do it now? Uh, We can come back to that. Okay. So then next is music. I, the thing is, honestly, I didn't, I didn't care about any of these. I would just say not to, not to is probably the best one because it's the most popular, like, that song mm. is super prominent outside of the movie because it because they move people that much in the movie. So like, I guess that makes it the best original song, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the other ones like I literally just not did not fuck with. <laughs> like Top Gun, I didn't even know Lady Gaga had a song, and then when she sang it live at the Oscars, she like took her off, and it was all close up. It was a hot mess. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't I didn't remember it from the movie, so Yeah. It's not it wasn't relevant. So whatever. And then this is a life with David Byrne and it was just not it. That song was weird. And then you'll hear it when you finally watch the movie because you hate I, I saw the performance. I saw the fingers, which feels like a spoiler. Mm, kind of. You don't know why they're there, though, so. The next one, best original score, All Quiet on the Western Front. But I guess if it wins best sound, I guess you would think it would win that, so. It did have a pretty ominous tone. Like, every time they announced that movie, it would be like, boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember that. People comment, yeah, that's a... like, it sounds like they're getting marched to their death or something. <laughs> Yeah. 
which I guess is accurate for World War One. Yeah, it's that's verbatim thing, though. Volker, how, if I'm saying his name right, Volker Bertelman, to win against he to beat out Justin Hurwitz, Carter Burrell, Sun Lux, not that big, in this regard of this uh, category. But then John Williams, like he went up against some heavy hitters. Yeah. So that's crazy. Like most of those guys have already won Oscars for their score, so to beat them, crazy cool. So the next one is the whale winning best hair or best makeup and hairstyling, and I felt some way about that because it technically is just like him in a fat suit, and people are already uncomfortable by like the way how it sensationalized or the way it depicted like obesity and like. It, I compared it to the same as like if white chicks or, <laughs> mm. or like Big Mama's house won like best makeup and hairstyling. It's like, mm. it won't be like it's kind of weird or like Tropic Thunder. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, he was such a great when they put him in blackface. It was like phenomenal. <laughs> so yeah, I just didn't. It just didn't vibe with me. Like I no no disrespect to those those people that created the the fat suit and created the makeup and hair so yes they did a great job but mm. it's it doesn't seem like something that should be like celebrated in that way i don't know that was that mm. was the most controversial part of the movie and then like that's what got celebrated so it was interesting that's a good point i've i hadn't i don't know much about that movie i didn't see it but i have heard the criticism that it's almost like a you know what a thin person thinks it's like to struggle with obesity. Yeah. That's what I've heard. So this is the thing that like people might not want to hear, but it's like, cause you know, it's almost playing like uh, oppression politics or something. But mm. I, my thing is like, yeah, sucks to suck. This is what Hollywood does. Like what do you, what all the movies that I had to see that won awards when it's like monsters ball and training day and you know, Harriet or 10 years a slave 12 years a slave and all these movies like that it's most of the time like there might be a person of color green book, green book. yeah there might be a person of color involved here or there but overall the production and the producers and stuff are white guys who want to sensationalize the black experience and mm. they make money off of that so like will they will it will there ever be a movie that's like about a person who is um like a larger person who is just living a good life and it's just like a fun movie or just like a heartfelt movie? Mm, probably not, because they, they, it has to be like trauma. So it's gonna, be, it's gonna be like women trauma, black trauma, fat trauma, gay trauma, or queer trauma. Like those, those are the movies that get nominated when it's, when it's anything outside of being a white guy. When it's a white dude, I feel like y'all get movies like I mean, all quite a western front, some trauma, but that's self-inflicted. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of that too. Self-inflicted, but like, well, let's revisit the trauma. We get to best picture. Yeah, Banshee's and Sharon, that kind of stuff. I don't know, Fablemans. Like, is it really? No, it's not. See what I'm saying? It's like just heartfelt kind of stories. Uh, well, Banshee's and Sharon is not heartfelt, <laughs> but I didn't see that one either. It's just not the same to me. Okay, so the next international feature film was All Quiet on the Western Front. I'm kind of sick of talking about that movie. It's Let's go. Like, 
it's weird justice for eo yeah 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 it's weird that it has two categories like it gets to be nominated for best picture and that that seems stupid to me that is that is stupid they need to figure that out yeah i feel like we america has like a fascination with other countries while other countries don't give a fuck about us so i don't i don't really see the baptist other than god I was like, I don't see the BAFTAs or anyone else like making like you know putting so much effort into American movies, like caring about what American movies are. No. So it's just it's opposite. Like and I'm sure like India and any other country, you know, China's like award show. They're definitely not like, oh, this is the best American movie. Maybe. Well, I think it's because I think it's because the U.S. like or the Oscars like they're like the hub of movie making, right? Like the Hollywood is like the movie central of the world or at least that's how they try to position themselves the original like we went to film school we know we know that hollywood like made movies big but movies were being made before hollywood yes of course but what i i guess what i'm saying is like the industry of movies like is primarily driven or was for many years primarily driven by the machine that is hollywood and they are trying to position themselves so that they are like still that center of movie making and it's not really necessarily the case anymore especially with streaming so that's why they're trying to like navigate this whole international it's the biggest movie in the world probably in five years from now if not sooner will be a movie that was not in the u.s it'll be like squid game but a movie version. Yeah. And yeah, I think they're trying to navigate that. To the to the mediocre yeah. dude, whatever color they may be, that must might be might be scary. Like we we can't compete with like the marketing power of like Squid Game or R or some of these other movies. Um Yeah. Film editing was everything everywhere all at once. It was funny because Paul Rogers is not like when it comes to film editors, he's not a film editor per se. I think this is like his first move, first feature film, big feature film. I think he did like music videos and stuff before and like TV shows. Mm. But he were he was the editor that did work with the Daniels before on uh, Turn Down for What. So like, it all makes sense that yeah. that that team together made a movie that looks like this, but. It was funny. I actually wrote a story on him for BuzzFeed because the internet was going off because of how attractive he was, and no one knew who he was. Everyone's like, "Who is this editor? He's so hot!" So everybody wanted to like fuck him. Why you look him up? It's a trip. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's kind of cute. Yeah, he's kind of handsome. He's got like the he looks like a stock photo model, honestly. Yeah, he he has a very just normal normal look. Which me saying normal just that. That's a whole episode that we can make about me calling him normal. Uh, it looks like if you took all the Chris's and the Luke's, like the famous Chris's and the famous Luke's, and you put them into an AI generator and said, like, give me one of these. Yes. This guy would come out. Yes. Basically, like, Paul Rudd, if he's photoshopped. Yeah. Documentary short film. Didn't watch him. Sorry. Like... It is what it is. <laughs> Documentary feature film. Didn't watch them. Sorry. 
Like, it's funny. I, I always, I was never, I've always have a hesitance of being interested in documentaries. And I think it's because of the filmmakers behind them sometimes. Like, the, I can't say this for mm. all of them, and I can't say this for these, the list of these people. But I, for the ones that I know personally, sometimes I get uncomfortable because it's always like a guy that kind of looks like you. And he's like, mm-hmm. I went to like Skid Row and like lived with them for a week. And like their lives are so interesting. I'm like, ugh, this is disgusting to me. Like, it's just. Do you feel like it's boy- cinematic voyeurism? Pretty much. Sometimes. But then if it's but if it's someone that's trying to that's from there, like if it's if it was someone that's from mm-hmm. Skid Row that became a filmmaker and says they want to tell about their life and their story, that's different. I'm not gonna disrespect that. So like yeah. there might there might be people from these communities or these these lifestyles that are trying to, you know, un- uncover a documentary about their about their experience or about some experience they shared. So that's cool. But I just don't like it when it's like white girl went to Africa and like saw a bunch of little bald-headed black kids was like oh i made a documentary about it the one that won is interesting um do you know anything about it no so navalny he's uh the biggest dissenter in russia um the biggest political opponent to vladimir putin so i do know i do know about that but okay keep going um no i was just I was gonna say I haven't seen it. I really want to, but yeah, it's about him and how he's like a political prisoner now, and he's been poisoned multiple times. And I'm sure it's about his story, but the discourse around it is very interesting because there's certain camps of people who think like it winning is bad because it's it, it was kind of like a you know political finger in the eye of Putin, right, for the academy to vote for that. But then there are some people who are pro-Ukrainian uh, who are who think it's bad because it promotes the idea of a good Russian, and that that's just like a very complicated, nuanced argument to get into. But but see, what's wrong with the good Russian? Like all Russians have to be bad just because their leader is bad. I know, isn't that an interesting argument? <sighs> the world sucks right now, man. It's like so sensitive about everything right now. It is. Everything. And I'm tired. Okay. So now let's do directing. We don't have to get into that too much. It was everything, everywhere, all at once, obviously. If these fools are up for the same award, are they, if this, if this is the same people as the best original screenplay, is the directors also? Yeah. Come on. So you know what's pretty funny though when you think about it, it's pretty amazing that the guys who made the farting corpse movie with Daniel Radcliffe ended up winning a best picture, or sorry, best director nomination over Steven Spielberg and Todd Field, (laughs) and Martin McDonough. Like like, Banshee's inner sharing was great. That movie was fucking. It was it was perfect. Like. I, I will give it that. Like I'll say the certain- Oh, so I don't know anyone who's seen it. Um, but I heard the premise and I was really confused, like how it's so good, even though it's like it. a guy who cuts off his friend over about years. our friendship. Is it about is it about me and you? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> like one day you're gonna cut me off. I just caught you off cold. Like, this is the list of problematic things that you didn't said over our twenty years. I mean he's friendship he, 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 and now I'm ex- gonna he didn't give him explanations like that. You got to watch it. I don't want to ruin it. 
but it's just okay. it's so good. Like Carl, Colin Farrell. Um, who is it? Why can't I think of the other uh, guy? What's his name? The daddy. Brendan. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, he was. Yeah. They were at the top of the game. Carrie Condon. All these. They were just. It was just such a good movie. Fablemans was great. Steven Spielberg's great, but it's almost like a given. Did you see uh, the indie ones? Did you see Tar or Triangle of Sadness? I haven't seen Tar. I've seen Triangle of Sadness, and I thought Triangle of Sadness was phenomenal. I but thought that was going to win. It's just too obscure. Uh, and everything all, everywhere all at once was just killing. Like, they, yeah. they, they won. Their screenplay was so good, so that's why it almost makes sense, because, like, they did both. Like... Mm-hmm. The Triangle of Sadness, the directing was was great to me because it was like unnerving so many times. Yeah, and, it and was. Like, it keeps you on edge the whole movie. People that one I did see. You saw it? Good. There was a move, yeah. there was a part where like they're talking, it was like a fly going like around. I'm like, they oh, have yeah. nothing to do with the scene, but it was bothering me the fuck out of me. Like every, every scene I was bothered. It was like, like, or, you just. You're just supposed to be uncomfortable the whole time, right? Yeah. Someone was like eating and then like the other person's like throwing up in the back. <laughs> I can't do this. Oh, that was a whole sequence. That gave this whole household anxiety for like 24 hours. Yeah, I was um, I was uh, I was upset. I was like, I can't do this. I can't. Yeah. I jumped off that shit. We were not, we were not into that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want you to be. They knew. At what point do you call done at that dinner? Like at what point do you be like, it's it's over? The first, the first lady that threw up. No, actually, fuck that. The minute the ship yeah, right? was shaking, and when the ship was shaking too hard. When Woody Harrelson's, like, standing there, like, on a, one of those stationary surfboards, and he's just, like, completely diagonal. <laughs> but the thing was, is, what was so great to me about the directing, the writing, everything, was that I was so thinking that the ship was going to crash. <laughs> I was like, these people are gonna die. And it was not, that was had nothing to do with the reason why the ship got fucked up. No, it was pirates. <laughs> it literally was just like those poor people. Well, they're not poor. <laughs> no, that's the whole point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, costume design was Ruth Carter. This is her second time winning. She just fucking killed. You can't fuck with Ruth Carter. Yeah. I will say. I mean, that movie was amazing. Yeah. Visually. There was, I will say it's great, but I can't, like, like, I mean, it's just, it's just a hard competition because everything, everywhere, all at once, like, they kept, they're like jumping from multiverses. Come on now. There was so many costumes mm. that were being, that were, had to be done. And, oh, you just, you haven't seen it yet. You'll see. So I see your your argument is usually like volume of, of content that you have to create. You're like, hey, the people who've made, had to make so many sets that were good, they should get the credit. Whereas like the people who make so many costumes, like when you have to do it on like maximal, you think those people are the ones that should get the award. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, Ruth Carr did do like every single, you know, when it comes to all of the underwater people and the Wakandan people and mm-hmm. 
everybody like she's that's that's a lot of people to, to costume and to come up with these different designs and then i heard that she even 3d printed that's like true. jewelry and you know the ornate headdresses mm. and stuff like that. so it's like that's cool it is pretty epic so she deserves that award by all means but i'm just like we can't discredit like babylon and like everything all at once those those are two i've seen the costume mm-hmm. at that point like I, I didn't i never once didn't believe that these people were who they were uh, yeah, yeah. and I mean Elvis. You have a lot of period pieces, same as Mrs. Harris. So yeah, it's tough competition. I will say that Elvis, though, like the reason why I'm not like head over heels for that one is because I've seen a lot of Elvis impersonators in Las Vegas. So like those costumes are easy to come by. <laughs> I'm just fair saying, enough. I'm just saying. Oh no, fair enough. The so cinematography. See, it was all quiet in the Western Front again. I don't know if it was all that. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> I feel like when the blue, when you already have a blueprint, like three different blueprints, you have the book, you have the movie, and you have your movie. So it's like, yeah. you're no shit yours is going to be good because you have so many things to go off of. Some of these other people had to be, this is the first one ever done. Mm. So they have to come out of nowhere with it. They have to make it up out of, out of the top of their head. I would say, yeah. But, yeah, it's like hard when you have Tar versus that. It's like Tar is beautiful, but is it a war movie? No. Right. Um, animated feature film. Have you seen these? So the only one I saw was Turning Red, and that's the one I wanted to win because that movie is awesome. Okay, this is crazy because Disney normally never loses or Pixar. That's why I thought it was a sure bet. No, but you know why it's not a sure bet because it's not it's it, they didn't couldn't relate to it because it was not a little white kid or and it was well, a girl. but where's that argument with everywhere everywhere all at once? Uh, I think it's a more technical argument. I think it's that it came out so long ago, and I think it was a direct to, it was a direct to Disney Plus, wasn't it? So I think it had those two negatives in it. So yeah going yeah, against that. it also but women women are at the helm so i don't know i think that that's a good point the women are at the helm and it's women of color you got to remember the, that everything everywhere all at once is still written by men and directed by men that's uh, a very good point so because like when i say not relate to it it's not just people of color i'm saying like the woman aspect because what is right is the woman king up for a lot of nominations nope none no right. no uh got shut out is was till which was also i think female directed maybe i'm not sure but that that one i don't think was up uh women talking wasn't up for certain awards like they get shut out when it's like women that take over powerful women but whatever turning red i i was i did like it a lot pinocchio though was sick i will say pinocchio was tight i haven't seen it you should watch it. It's on Netflix. What? Yeah, that one I just wasn't interested. I know Pinocchio. I wasn't really into no, the first Pinocchio, no, so watch it. Okay. I thought, I thought that too. It's 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 they add okay. new elements to it. That's pretty cool. It I did see the little animated character. It was like a little tree guy. I thought that was cool looking. Basically, Pinocchio, while as long as he's uh, wooden and not human. He can't die. 
So it's like little Nikki. Oh, interesting. <laughs> nice. Uh, I wonder if you're the first person that's ever compared those two I, movies. I, I hope not, because it's very much reminded me of Little Nicky. Let's see, Little <laughs> Nicky and Pinocchio. Is Little Nicky technically just a remake of Pinocchio? Or the other way around. Yeah, I might well, be one of the first people. Yeah, I might be one of the first people to think that. Okay, because I'm a genius. That's so funny. That movie. Okay, wow. so now we can do best Throw picture. Uh, I don't want to. Yeah, do you want to do that before the actors and yeah. actresses? Because best picture was yeah. everything everywhere all at once, which we didn't even have to go into it. See, like even the the producers was a guy. It's so weird that the producers win that one because I guess they're like they're the ones that like saw this movie and took it on and put money into it. Yeah, but it's always like underwhelming when the producers give the speech at the end. Yeah, because I'm like, no one cares about you. I don't know if you mean, but like... <laughs> yeah. No one knows who you are. Uh, at some point, I do feel like, though, in our... As we get older, I think that some of those producers might be people we actually do know as, as actors and celebrities. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I mean, a lot more actors are producing their own work. Like, think about Reese Witherspoon and her company, Hello Sunshine. I think most big actors now have production companies, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, like even this, like right now, like Top Gun, uh, the producers are Tom Cruise, Christopher McQuarrie, David Ellison. And Who's Drew the writer? Huh? Uh, Christopher McQuarrie is one of the writers. Or, but he's yeah. also, but he's the one of the, these are all the producers too. The producers are Tom Cruise, so like. I just think that's cool. Like, like Tom Cruise is producing it, but so is the the screenwriter on the project, or one yeah. of them. I mean, he's that's his that's his main man. He's he literally has bankrolled Tom Cruise's like entire life. <laughs> that's true. Um, the but yeah, so like it's already happening that way where you start to see like even Francis Francis McDormand's name is up here. Like they they start to pop up now, uh, as we get older. But yeah, most oh, of the that's time, true. You don't know who these people are, but. Yeah, I think everything all, all at once. I think the producers do deserve that because you, that's a movie easily to look over to overlook when it comes to when you have Avatar. It's a sh sure for sure, you know, movie. Banshee's in a sharing. Mm -hmm. He has that even that vibe of Oscar nominated or big movie. Elvis, you know, it's gonna be a big one. It's a musical. It's about a celebrity about a musician. Fableman's a Steven Spielberg. Tar is like. If someone came to me and said Kate Blanchett is going to be like this famous composer who was like disgraced and all, it sounds like a fucking big money maker. But to mm -hmm. say like they read this movie that's like a lead is you know a, a female lead, it's like martial arts adjacent, it's multiverse themed. You'd be like, mm. so those producers found a good one. That's true, and it was also I think pretty low budget, wasn't it? Yeah, and compared like. Avatar is it in the same category as this? Like, damn. Like, you know you gotta be hot. That if is you, crazy. If the money you spent on Avatar and all quiet on the Western front and then you have to lose to everything on the launch, you're like <laughs> I heard he also didn't go to the Oscars. Him and Tom Cruise were very upset. Same Cameron? Yeah, I heard that. I don't know if it's true. Uh, because the, the, let's be real. They're part Ooh, of the group. They're part of the group that you know we went to school with. So they're like 
it's hard out here for a white guy. <laughs> and it's like, just because you're not the main man anymore? Yeah. It is, Mike. It's hard for us. Probably. But let's talk about who made it hard. Yeah. yeah also you, us. You did that to yourself. Uh, let's talk about the actors now. Mm-hmm. So we have... Best actor in a supporting role. Kehui Kwan. Kehui Kwan, which was sick. That is crazy. That's so cool. You need to watch the movie. He's so good. <laughs> He's funny. He made me tear up a little bit. I got embarrassed. I was happy. I was shocked. I was like, because without giving too much away, he has. He also has to play multiple characters. Like Michelle Yeoh isn't the only one playing multiple characters. So you know when we watch like um, Us and we're like, oh fucking, um, Lupita Nyong'o is so tight where she would like change interchange between two different people. They're doing yeah. that for like a bunch. So wow, they, that's they crazy. Their asses off. Like when people some some people go, oh well that movie was all right, but like I don't think it was as good as Nah. You can't disrespect uh, Ki Hui Kwan and Michelle Yeoh like that. Like, Kate Blanchett did well. Kate Blanchett always does well. She's f- she's fully trained in that. And but in Tar, she plays one person. Now, if she played Tar and she was playing fifteen people, then we'd have to have another discussion. But they're playing like no. people in this movie. So he fucking Crazy. His ass off, and to not be to be out of the game for so long and then come back. So. Uh, he deserved it. His speech was amazing. He was like giddy, like a little kid the whole fucking time, and so excited to win. Like he made me yeah. one. So I was like, he's so excited. I I cried. <laughs> I, yeah. I cried for him. Oh, it was. I didn't even see the movie, but I was just happy for him. I think his work came up pretty early too, and so it was funny. I was like already. Crying. Yeah, it was like the first one. Yeah, I was like, I can't yeah. be crying the whole fucking ceremony. Like I was like, I'm already like bawling. But yeah, he was just so sweet. Yeah. I was happy for him. Yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, he went up against some heavy hitters. Brandon Gleason. Brandon Gleason was great. Barry Keegan was great. But they're in the same movie. I didn't. I Cosway. Mm-hmm. I couldn't finish. I was. It was. I got too sleepy. It was too low and boring for me. I'm sorry, Brian Tyree Henry. Don't be mad at me. I fucking watched Atlanta religiously, so like I still gave you money, <laughs> but I cannot do that. <laughs> I, I didn't see it, but he was my pick to win just because I thought he would win. Who, Brian Tyree? I didn't really know. Yeah, I didn't uh, really know any of the other performances. Oh, no. yeah. I knew I knew Kwan was going to win because he won like he won everything else. Screen Actors, Golden Globe, he won all the other things. Um, That's awesome. The next one, Best Actress in a Supporting Role. I'm... This is hard, okay? Because this is how, like, I need to preface this with I am very much a Jamie fucking Lee Curtis fan and you cannot come for me for what I'm about to say because it's no disrespect to her because I'm a real fan. Like if y'all want to be like, oh. Let me co-sign that for you. Let me co-sign that for you. Mike's favorite movie of all time. Jamie Lee Curtis is like the lead role in that. Yes. I forget the name of it, but the Arnold Schwarzenegger spy movie one. True Lies. She's True Lies, True Lies, yeah. My favorite part of the whole movie. You can ask my mom and dad. Like, 
I was I was a little kid. We started the movie theater. I watch it over and over again. I know her lines. Like, it's so. There's that. Like, I, Jamie Lee Curtis is my shit. A Fish Called Wanda, Trading Places, fucking. There's so many other fucking movies. Like, she's my shit. But I. It was. It was not this. Her role in this was not that. Like, it was like she was great. And she des- she deserves any award she receives, but when it when you're up against these people, even Stephanie, uh, I'm not sure how to say her last name. I'm just, I think it's Sue. Uh, but she was in everything, every everything, everywhere, all at once as mm. well, and she plays the daughter. And so, like, just as as I'm saying that Michelle Yeoh and and Ki Kui Kwan played multiple people, she's their daughter, so she obviously also plays multiple people. And she killed mm. it. She deserved that award probably even more so than, than Michelle Yeoh and Kiwi Kwan. So mm. it's very hard, but it's like, how can she? She's such the rookie when she's going up against these other people who are fucking seasoned. Um, right. And then Carrie Condon was fucking, she was great in Banshee's Inner Sharon. But that, like I said, that movie was perfect. Um, so it was, it's like a given that she was going to be good. They like the movie was fine. The movie was fine tuned. There wasn't like an element or a scene that was out of place. Everybody was wow. on their mark. It's it's like I there's certain movies out there that are that aren't like the best movie, but I can tell when the movie did exactly what it set out to do. And so she was mm. great. But then Angela Bassett. Uh oh, I don't want to forget Hong Chao. Uh yeah, because I was gonna say I I know her from some stuff. She was also in um, what was it, The Menu? Did you see that? She's in The Menu. She was in uh, what you call it with, with. Uh, she's in the second season with Janelle Monae. It, remember, it was like where they like oh they get um, like brainwashed. Yes, Homecoming. Homecoming, Homecoming, right, or something like that. She's in a couple things. She's fucking. She's so unnerving. Really good. Good. So this this category was just stressful because I was like, there's, I want everyone to win. I like all of them. But yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I 100%, 1,050 million gajillion percent wanted Angela Bassett to win. This, yeah. She deserved, she, she deserves it. She earned it. She worked hard. She was great in this role. Like, people don't understand that it's one thing to be acting as like a like a hurt mother or a broken mother who lost her son but she's not on top of that she also he's really dead mm-hmm. so it's like imagine if the second batman or something came out and then well he's a bad guy so it'd be weird uh <laughs> but if, if dark knight no but if you play it play it out like say yeah. you know keith ledger is playing robin and like the third Batman movie comes out after Heath Ledger died and whoever's playing Bruce Wayne, let's just say in this hypothetical situation, it's still Christian Bale. Christian Bale had to actually grieve Robin in the film. Yes. Well, he's like grieving Heath Ledger in real life. And, how, and when they say cut, you got to cut and you got to maybe do it again and do it again and then do it again. Like, imagine that. Like, that takes fucking power. So it's like we can't we can't discredit just because it's a superhero movie. I don't want to hear that bullshit because all every time some white guy plays a Joker, y'all give him an award. So you you give him awards mm-hmm. superhero movies before. Calm the fuck down. The I just think I think she killed it. 
She so she deserved it. If not, she didn't deserve that. She for definitely every, did. She deserved it for every other movie she was in. I have a controversial question for you, Mike. Okay. Does Angela Bassett deserve better? Like, does she deserve not just to win Best Supporting Actress? Does she actually deserve to win Best Actress? Yeah, she deserves to win Best Actress. But so that that's this is the problem here with with actually with Hong Chao, Jamie Lee Curtis, Angela Bassett. There needs to be roles for them to play in the position of like Kate Blanchett and Meryl Streep and these other actresses and Frances McDormand and all that. We can't keep they can't keep recycling these same white ladies. Like there's some other people out there that are phenomenal and they shouldn't be at this stage in the game. They shouldn't be supporting actors, especially if they're supporting. Yeah, like I was just thinking like. When Angela Bassett wins, she should win when she's the lead of the movie. And like, she should have that killer role. She should have, she still needs that Michelle Yeoh recognition for that lead role. But and I feel like she hasn't happen? got that yet. Cause that, for that to- I don't know, like, cause you can't just say make a perfect script for her and then cast her in it. Like she's been in a bunch of killer movies. Like she's a legend. She, so, was, she was the lead role- but the past is the past what's love got to do with it and she should have won for that exactly exactly but what i'm saying is like I, like we're in the present now and looking forward like we have to give her like we have to give her better stuff to work with yeah it's crazy too because there are people out here that know how to use utilize their white privilege and they do it well like ryan murphy is in that group he literally was like look angela bassett is the shit and a lot of people acted in his shows. He had Kate, he had Kathy Bates. He had just he had Jamie Lee Curtis. He had Jamie Lee Curtis. He had a lot of these people, but he was like Angela Bassett is the shit. She doesn't need to be an American Horror Story anymore. I'm gonna give her her own show, and she got nine nine one one. She's one of the highest paid people in television, and she's won awards for nine one one every single year that the show's been in syndication. So it's like put some respect on her like, name, on, y'all. You know she she's fucking killing it. Like I don't even. There's very few people that are acting in TV the way she is and still acting in movies. Like it's like Viola Davis is probably the only other one. So uh, just, yeah, yeah, she deserved it. But Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm very happy for her because I don't think there was any other moment that Jamie Lee Curtis would have won an Oscar because honestly, Halloween movies and all of that are just not it for people. So it's great. Yeah, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen any of those. <laughs> I find Back to things I've never seen. <laughs> if I was a producer, or you know, I had the power to create a movie just with the snap of my fingers, I feel like honestly, I would look at like these Oscar lineups sometimes and be like, let's just fucking cast this this collection of people. Like, if yeah. you had a movie and the movie's like starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Angela Bassett, Hong Chow, you're like. Whoa! What the fuck is this movie about? <laughs> like, this shit sounds crazy. Like, just stack it. Just like fuck it. I'm, yeah. just, gonna, I'm just gonna stack it with all these phenomenal uh, women. So, I know they should really do that. Uh, thing about one thing I want to touch on before we get to other ones is Angela Bassett. So when she lost, everybody made a big deal about how her reaction looked because like she didn't stand up, she didn't clap, she didn't smile immediately. But it was only like a two second clip of like on her. So I'm sure she smiled or clapped later on. 
but initially she didn't and then like people were like she's so like they, they started it started getting really like misogynist massage noir policing mm. black women's bodies mm. type shit where everyone was kind of like coming out like how she just was ungrateful and stuff and i was like Ugh. like i think people are allowed to to be disappointed like that's yeah. not a reaction like I, we put especially much- given everything you just said about how accredited she is and how deserving she actually is like- yeah you like she she was shocked and i and i don't for me like, i don't want to put too much in her head because like, i don't know what she was thinking but i know for me the way how i operate is that i'm more sad when it when there's more riding on it than just me and mm. like i can lose easily but if say I was making something in your honor and then I lost. Now I'm really sad because I lost, I lost, I lost it for us. So like mm. when it comes, she's like, if she would have won, remember Chadwick Bozeman somehow didn't win his, his award. He didn't win for Ma Rainey's black bottom after he died. Now he can never, ever win again. He can never be nominated. Yeah, that's right. And that was really weird because most of the time people die, they give them the award and everyone like somehow he didn't get it. It was, and he lost to like Anthony Hopkins, who like had like five already. So I was just like, oh, this is yeah disrespectful. So it's like this was her chance to to win something for the last remaining remnants of you know of of Chadwick Boseman. This is the last the last thing connected to him, the last totem of of his career. And and mm. now it's well, it's her grief for him, her yeah real actual grief. So yeah, she's gonna be sad. Come on now, y'all. Uh, best actress in leading role. It's pretty obvious. We in in the same regard, everything I said for Angela Bassett carries for her. I we already like mm-hmm. at the top of this. I like talked about her fucking career and how much I can think about her. So for Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh to both win, my childhood like crushes like one. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, this is a good night for me. Kate Blanchett losing. Yeah. Like everyone like, tour was so good. I'm like, do you understand how many times this woman has been nominated and won? And like she's always good. Yes. Kate Blanchett can fucking read she can read the nutrition facts off a of fucking Nutella and win an Academy Award for it. Like, I don't that's not like let's calm the fuck down. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't watch Blonde. What about Andrea Rice, bro? She's the one that had that kind of like shadow campaign, right? What was that? I'm not into it. The investigation. This movie looks whack and I'm over it. Like, no, you should not be nominated that way. I don't know. I'm not into it. I don't like the way she got into it. It's nothing against her, just the process, which is not it for me. Yeah. And then what about best actor? Um, Best actor. Now, this is interesting because, yeah, it's in the same regard as the rest of them. He's like my childhood one. Brendan Fraser, mm. like, is legendary. Like, he did it to win. I've loved him ever since George of the Jungle. <laughs> See, I liked him before that. Like, in cinema. I know, but that's the first thing I saw. Oh, and The Mummy. The Mummy is my all-time favorite movie. Yeah, like, the fact that Michelle Yeoh and him are both in the third Mummy, which is the shittiest mummy, and they, they're both Academy Award winners now. Like, when, if you announce that movie now, you're going to be like, Academy Award winning actors, Brendan Fraser and Michelle Yeoh starring in The Mummy. Um, right. Basically, justice for the Mummy Three. Yeah, the all, all we need is Jet Li in there, and then we're good. That's a, the holy trifecta. Where is he? We just need Jet Li to win an Oscar. 
I haven't seen Jet Li in a minute. Like yeah, is he okay? I think he retired. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, other people were great. Uh, Paul Mescal, Paul Mescal, and and Austin Butler uh, should just be honored to be in a category with these grown ass like men who have like illustrious careers. So that's sick for them. Like, I I know a lot of people were upset that Austin Butler lost, but to be a Disney child, Disney, Disney child, a Disney Channel actor who, like, went on to become an Academy Award nominee, he's doing great. That's pretty good. He's doing great. Yeah. You can't say it's like Zac Efron's not up there. Like, the only person that might get to that caliber like him might be, like, Zendaya. Yeah, I was thinking of her. She won a bunch of Emmys already. But the rest of them, like, it ain't gonna happen, unfortunately. Not right now. (laughs) Uh, We'll see. Anything can happen. We'll see. But yeah, that's that's a big win for him. So or, yeah. uh congratulations to all of them. I liked what he said too when he was like he said something to the effect of my my career, it came easy for me at first, which I didn't take which I took for granted until it stopped. And I think that's like a really interesting way of framing that. White privilege. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true though, because he was just like he was like the heartthrob for a while. He was just like the hot guy, so like he just got to play in any movie, whether it's comedy, serious, it, like he was rom coms. He was just like uh, he was just constantly in movies. Like it was, it became normal that Brendan Fraser was in a movie, and then Monkey Bones or whatever came out, <laughs> and shit got weird. That's that true. That was the last movie I like, remember. Yeah. yeah. Monkey Bone. I was like, I don't know. This might be the fall. And it was. Um, it was sad, but he's back. Yeah, definitively. So, we're happy. Well, any final thoughts on that? No. There was no big controversy of the night. I, I thought I talked about it already. No, I said there was no big controversy of uh, the night. Yeah, there wasn't any big controversy of the night. I don't think so. I think it was a very smooth evening. And this seemed like the most wholesome, heartfelt of all of the Oscars. Like, when people won their awards, they were, like, thanking the way they thanked their families and stuff. And people just seemed really adorable and cute. The the, the guys who did the Natu Natu song, like he, like, he, like, made an original song to sing about India and winning uh, yeah, was, that was awesome. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was just adorable. It was just like, oh, like these people really were happy to win. I think it's because they were all on ecstasy and they're about to go to the Vanity Fair party, but it is. Because <laughs> 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 we like literally went to a party afterwards, and I was like, the show ended at midnight, and I know it ended at midnight because I was watching it, and it was across the street from me. So, <laughs> like. <laughs> The fact that you're going to a new party at midnight, like, they were turned the fuck up. Yeah, that's wild. Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. For more, go to www.blackmanrightworld.com or email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.